I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 328. Welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture, hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. I've mentioned over these last few months the global situation we have all experienced with the COVID-19 pandemic and No matter when you are listening to this episode, I believe we've all been personally impacted by it. And even if this episode stands the test of extended time and you didn't personally live through it, I believe that history will recount the details of this season. Now, in America right now, injustice and tragedy have barreled into any semblance of unity and shared fear that already existed and has exploded into what I hope is temporary destruction and what I hope is at least splinters of lasting change. But whether it was the world staying at home or hitting the streets, underneath all of it is fear and unrest. But the Bible says that God is not a God of fear. And the Bible says that God is not a God of disorder, but of peace. And it's the peace of God we need. It it is the Prince of Peace who must rule in our hearts and minds. So that is why Hope Darth's song, Peace Be Still, is so powerful to add to your playlist today. I was asked recently how I choose the songs I play on the podcast. And while I do consider requests and sometimes just slip one in that I like, uh, I normally pull the music from the top airplayed songs. Because I figure if it's in the top 50 songs that are getting airtime on the radio, then chances are you may already be singing along with it. And the connections we make on the podcast will then be more powerful. So when I saw this song pop up on my top airplayed list, and I considered how we can all use some meditation time on peace from God's word, I grabbed it for the podcast. And I also wasn't familiar with the artist, and I like to introduce new artists sometimes. And so it took a few minutes for me to even realize I've already done this song on the podcast. Now, if you've been a longtime listener or if you've joined the 30 Day Music Challenge, you might remember that I use this song as sung by Lauren Daigle in episode 247. It's the same song. Lauren Daigle joined forces with the worship team of the Belonging Church, but Hope Darst was actually on the writing team for this song. And then something happened that I often say, and that is that I could write multiple episodes from one song because God's word is so full and so rich. So this episode heads over to a completely different section of scripture than episode 247. The Lord has shown me completely different things. And on that note, when you get inspired and dig into God's word for yourself, there's no like right way to go. There's no, I did I go to the right place, Michelle? No, if you went to God's word, it's the right place. Okay. But that's enough for now. Let's listen to the chorus of the song and then jump into scripture.
going to link to some behind the song resources in the show notes. You can find the show notes at michellekneesat.com forward slash 328. And as a side note, you can always find the show notes on my website. My website is searchable. But when you subscribe to my website, I conveniently deliver them to your inbox every week. So no searching required. But in a video with Hope Dars that I will go ahead and put in those show notes, she talks about how the team came to write the song. And she made a few statements that I want to share with you that I think are so powerful. Uh, First of all, she says, as worship leaders, they know the way to combat emotions and feelings like fear is to sing the opposite of what they feel. Sing what we want to say. I loved that idea. And my inspiration verse for the podcast is Psalm 119.15 for the overall podcast, not just this episode. It says, I will meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. That word meditate there can be translated to sing. And when we sing of God's precepts as found in his word, we change the trajectory of our thoughts and our feelings. We consider and ponder and fix our eyes on his ways not our circumstances. So I agree with her. Music um, based in God's word is so powerful. Uh, But when we sing what we want to say, what God's word says, because that's our standard of truth, Hope Dar says we sing through breakthrough and to victory. I love that because victory is found in the Lord. And she goes on to say that God has promised us peace, but that peace isn't a feeling. He's a person, the Prince of Peace. He hasn't promised us a feeling or a state of mind, but a person. And we meet the person of Jesus Christ in the revealed word of God. And that's what I try to lead you to every week on this podcast. And then finally, she said that worship that is rooted in the word of God is one of the most powerful things. And I happen to wholeheartedly agree, not worship that gives nod to the word of God or worship that tacks on a scripture reference in the lyrics, but but worship that is rooted. I will tell you if you can become a discerning listener and really focus in on worship that is rooted in the word of God, it will um, be even more powerful in your life. So let's get rooted today. Let's dive into scripture and interact with it and see how it can change the way we think. Because while the song will be a powerful link to God's word, it is not a replacement for it. Now, our song's opening lyrics declare, I don't want to be afraid every time I face the waves. And as we heard in the chorus, we can call on the Prince of Peace to say the word and the waves will be stilled. Now, Psalm 107 verse 29 declares this, he made the storm be still and the waves of the sea were hushed. Peace be still. I love that. I love that verse. He made the storm be still and the waves of the sea were hushed. Now there's another peace be still moment in the book of Mark in the New Testament. And I actually started there and then used the bite of following the cross reference back to Psalm 107. If you started in Psalm 107, there may be a, will probably be a cross reference over to there to Mark chapter four. Now uh, I, uh, it's a Bible interaction tool exercise or a bite that I use often, which is to follow the cross references. And again, bite is just an acronym for Bible interaction tool exercise. And these are just habits and exercises sizes that I use to keep my time in God's word effective and varied. Uh, And the reason I mentioned this story, this peace be still story in in Mark chapter four is even though we're going to stay in Psalm 107 in this podcast, um, that's a specific time when the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ, literally calmed the storm. Uh, But I, again, I followed the cross reference in Mark four to Psalm 107. And honestly, it's been such a rich experience for me. So you could actually go and chase that rabbit and read both. And I think you would benefit from it, of course. So my first approach to Psalm 107 
was to read it in its entirety. I'm a big proponent of reading God's word in context, my favorite bite. And when it comes to the Psalms, reading in context just means reading the entire Psalm because Psalms are songs or poems. So it's not like other types of literature in the Bible. It doesn't help you to understand the context of the individual poem by reading the one before it and the one after it. Okay. You may very well learn something if you do that. That's great, but it's not going to help you understand the context of that one song. So taking in the entire song is all you need to do to read in context. Now, the structure of Psalm 107 is wonderfully unique. Sometimes uh, you lose the poetry and rhythm of the song because it's been translated from Hebrew to English. You know, words that might rhyme or sound alike, but hold different meaning, you know, in the original Hebrew language, they get lost in translation. But Psalm 107 offers a repetitive structure that sounds just as poetic in English as I'm sure it was intended to in Hebrews. There's a, a repetition in the structure of the psalm. Uh, in my ESV Bible, the English Standard Version is the one that I like to use to study. Uh, this, the title of the psalm is Let the Redeemed of the Lord Say So. And so you get the sense of the theme of the song. It's a song that speaks of the redeemed, us. It speaks of the Redeemer, God, and our appropriate response worship. And so let's start out. Verse one, oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good for his steadfast love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from trouble and gathered in from the lands, from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. Now, our natural tendency as we approach scripture is to start with us. W-I-I-F-M, what's in it for me? But if I can encourage you in any way beyond just reading in context, that's my favorite, of course, but I encourage you to start with God. Read in context and start with God. That's another bite, by the way. Start with God. So even in these first few verses, our tendency is to go look for us. But if we don't, if we, if we stop and we use the bite of starting with God, what do we learn about God? What has he done? Well, we, we see he has redeemed and he has gathered. Are there any other characteristics that we see? We see that he is good and his steadfast love endures forever. Then we look, what is our response? Giving thanks and declaring our new state of redemption. So then if we continue on in the psalm, the psalmist seems to give us four types of redeemed, four directions of life that God has gathered people from. And it is the perfect time to use the bite of compare and contrast. In fact, I pray that you will follow my example and do a little work on paper. Uh, I could not see what God showed me until I did this work on paper. I hope I can properly describe what I did here so that you can duplicate my process at home. But take out a blank sheet of paper and turn it landscape long side across the top. And then I wrote at the top four types four lands, four directions, all redeemed, all gathered. I actually added these qualities to the top as I went along, but this is kind of what I ended up with. Four types, four lands, four directions, all redeemed, all gathered. Then I made four columns for the four sections of verses. So verses four through nine, verses 10 through 16, verses 17 through 22, and then verses 23 through 32. We will not have time on the podcast to read and unpack each of these sections. I will highlight that. I will highlight it so that you kind of understand where I'm going. But I'm, I'm going to focus in on that last section since that's where our inspiration verse came from. However, don't take 
any of the sections out of context of comparing and contrasting all four. If you do that, you will completely miss out. You will miss out. So upon reading each section of scripture, then I kind of went back and I titled each column and made some notes. And um, and I mean, as I unpacked it, I would kind of go from each section of scripture and see how they compared and contrasted and kind of made notes in between. So uh, I see wanderers. I see um, uh, the next section is people in prison, fools choosing their own way, and then some people doing business on the sea. So I may have actually put different titles at the end of my study based on what I studied, but this is where I started. Wanderers in prison, fools through their own sinful ways, and then some doing business on the sea. So then when you read Psalm 147 for yourself, you will see the different categories of the people described. So I gave you those titles and they came straight from scripture. This is exactly what the word says. So um, you will see some of the characteristics of either who they are or what they've chosen to do or basically just the estate they find themselves in. And the wanderers, for example, have no home to dwell in and they are in a desert wasteland. Uh, well, maybe you feel a little aimless with no purpose yourself. If so, read about what happens to them in Psalm 107. Uh, the prisoners, for example, are in darkness and in the shadow of death. They are in chains, but it seems to be because they have spurned the counsel of God is what it says in the ESV. The NIV says they despised God's ways. Maybe this was you. Maybe this is still you. And miraculously, you're sitting here listening to a podcast promoting God's ways through the study of his word. But maybe this was you. Read on to see what the great gatherer does with these kinds of people. Uh, Then we have, uh, so we have the wanderers and the prisoners, and then we read about the straight up fools, right? Their afflictions were a direct result of their sin. It says that they loathed any type of food. They seem to be, to me, as I read and kind of read and reread the section, kind of suffering from the natural consequences of sin. But in a minute, you'll see... um, You'll, in a minute, you'll see actually all four types respond in the very same way. No matter how they got to the, the place that they got to, they all responded in the same way. And then finally, we have the seafarers. They seem to be innocently going about their business. It just happens to be that their business is on the sea. So let's go ahead and read verses uh, 23 through 27. It says, Some went down to the sea in ships, doing business on the great waters. They saw the deeds of the Lord, his wondrous works in the deep. For he commanded and raised the stormy wind, which lifted up the waves of the sea. They mounted up to heaven. They went down to the depths. Their courage melted away in their plight. They reeled and staggered like drunken men and were at their wits end. Now, the more I read these verses, the more I read um, about God being God, right? So it's it's almost like, some went down to the sea in ships that doesn't seem to see like seem like there was anything that they were doing wrong there. They just seem to be doing business on the sea. And then they go out to the sea and they experience God being God. Did he create the storm? Yes. Does it seem to be because they were in disobedience to him? No, it seems in these verses, we again, we just see his majesty, his bigness. All of it is so unfathomable. When we place ourselves in his creation, we may see him moving in ways that throws us off balance. And we may see our courage melt away, but it's not necessarily because it's a response to a sinful or rebellious nature in ourselves. 
But whether we are wanderers in prison in our darkness, straight up rebellious fools, or innocently going about our business unaware of how mighty God is, all four types responded in the same way. When they got to the bottom of wherever it was their situation took them, in each of the four sections, the psalmist poetically places the same phrase. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. So as I wrote notes, I kind of, in each of the four columns, I would put bullet points um, and, and key phrases of each of these four types. And then across all four columns in all caps, almost like a dividing line, I wrote out, then they cried to the Lord in their trouble and he delivered them from their distress. It's almost like this is a dividing line. When No matter how they got here, they all cried out to the Lord in their trouble and he delivered them from their distress. No matter what direction you're coming from, you can cry out and he will deliver you. And then underneath that, I added, again, another bullet or another phrase, because in each section, it kind of said, you know, like a so what, so what, how, how, or what happened after that. It says to the wanderers, he led them by a straight way till they reached a city to dwell in. To the prisoners, he brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death and burst their bonds apart. I love that. To the rebellious, he sent out his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. And to those seafarers, he made the storm be still and the waves of the sea were hushed. Then the psalmist calls for unity once again. And so again, so I have these four statements across these four columns because it seems to be the response to these four situations. And then again, another unifying statement. I wrote across each of those responses Uh, of God in each of my four columns and like a thread that unified all of the four directions. I wrote in all caps, this phrase that was repeated by the psalmist in each of these four sections, let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love for his wondrous works to the children of man. So again, that's that. So you've got this repetition, these um, kind of same structure, and then you've got these phrases in each of the four sections that unify them all together. They cried out in their distress, the Lord answered. And then what is, what are we called to do? Thank the Lord for his steadfast love. Then I began filling in my four columns again, and I saw a new pattern. Remember, we're comparing and contrasting, and and there is a contrast here. In the first two sections, we see what God has done, and in the next two sections, we see what we should do. So for the wanderers, he satisfies the longing soul, and the hungry soul he fills with good things. For the prisoners, he shatters the doors of bronze and cuts into the doors of iron. And then in the next section, for the rebellious, it says, Let them offer sacrifices of thanksgiving and tell of his deeds in songs of joy. And for the ones rescued from the sea, let them extol him in the congregation of the people and praise him in the assembly of the elders. Now, the more I looked at these things and the more I realized these are not merely four types of redeemed people. These are four descriptions of all redeemed people. We all have longing souls. We have all been in chains in darkness. We have all been rebellious and chosen our own way. We have all come face to face with God Almighty and suffered, though it was not a punishment. But likewise, he will satisfy all of our longing souls. He will burst all of our bonds apart. We must offer our sacrifice of thanksgiving and tell of his deeds through song. We must all do that. We are all called to gather together in the congregation and sing our little hearts out because of his steadfast love and his wondrous works to the children of man. There's one final thread of unity, no matter where we've come from, no matter what direction, no matter where we find ourselves now, we find in the final verse of the psalm, I wrote it in all caps at the bottom of my four columns of chicken scratch, 
Whoever is wise, let him attend to these things. Let them consider the steadfast love of the Lord. So what's next? Well, heed the call of the psalmist. Choose the wise way. Spend this week considering the steadfast love of the Lord. I recommend staying in Psalm 107. It's rich, rich, rich. I could only like highlight it today. Read it repeatedly and then use that pattern laid out in the podcast to compare and contrast the different types of redeemed and see what uh, beauty comes from that, where, where the Lord might meet you in his word. And then while you are in God's word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me, michelle at michellekneesat.com. Hop on Twitter at michellekneesat or Instagram at michellekneesat. Uh, Facebook, Michelle L. Nizat is my public page. And let's talk about what you're learning. Now, if you haven't joined the 30-day music challenge yet. I highly recommend it. I didn't didn't talk about it on this week's podcast yet, but it's a challenge to listen to uh, exclusively to Christian music for 30 days. You are not too late to jump in. Just submit your name and email address at michellekneesat.com forward slash 30 day challenge and you're in. And uh, so I hope to see you in the challenge. But before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to thank uh, any new subscribers who've subscribed recently, like Susie from Florida, Kayla from Wisconsin, Jane from British Columbia, Canada, Rosa from Illinois, and Jessica from Louisiana. Welcome. Now, new subscribers to my website will benefit from a one-page resource of my top five bites. I hope that's very useful to you. It's a great place to start. Subscribers will also benefit from an email that I send once a week, as I mentioned earlier. In that week, you'll get a memory verse resource. Uh, you get Uh, a recap of the week's episode, instant access to any of the extra resources I create for my podcast from time to time. And all of that is just my way of saying thank you for listening. So head over to michellekneesat.com to subscribe today. Now, have you had a chance to write a review in iTunes for the podcast yet? This encourages me, of course, uh, but it helps me stay visible to new listeners and gives me some credibility as well. So as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Just like Tori, who writes, last year, I felt really disconnected from God, and it began to affect me in different areas of my life until my friend told me about your podcast and told me to give it a listen. I started in January, and now it's June. My life has never been the same since. And and I want to thank God and thank you for your special gift of using songs to draw beautiful message to deliver to people like me. I am so humbled and honored to be a part of that story, uh, Tori, in your life that God is writing in your life. Thank you so much for sharing that with me and with the world. Now, of course, you can listen to the podcast directly on my website at michellekneesat.com through iTunes or the Apple Podcast app. You can follow on Spotify or through Stitcher Radio or your podcast listening app of choice. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will be using Love by We Are Messengers to lead us to scripture. If you liked this episode, however, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneesat.com forward slash 328. And while you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.